Welcome back to the Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. I'm Jake Hatch. Thank you so much for joining us here on 97.5 FM and 1280 AM. Uh, Going to be joined here momentarily by Sam Farnsworth from KSL TV. And I've got it up on our TV here in the studio. We've got some kind of like relay, uh, long track speed skating thing going on. Olympics have got a lot of new events that I apparently have just missed or they've just been doing it. I didn't pay attention to them. But let's bring in Sam now. He's been covering Beijing 2022 for KSL TV, doing a great job doing it. Sam, thanks for taking some time. How are you, sir? Good. Thanks for having me, Jake. Absolutely. Uh, so let's start here. Uh, this has been a very interesting winter games. Uh, the biggest thing, obviously, mm-hmm. COVID affecting it, the closed loop system that's been going on over there. Uh, what have been your overall takeaways from this game and its legacy as we almost are done with it, crazily enough? Well, I mean, when when the closing ceremonies happen tomorrow, I think you can look at these games and still call it a, a a success. Uh, I know that it's been a little more difficult for viewers to um, kind of latch on to and, and get excited about. And I think a part of that has to do with, you know, the time difference that always makes it a little bit uh, challenging. Um, but also, as you mentioned, it's, um, you know, uh, the, I don't want to get too political, but, <laughs> but there's a lot of people who do have a, have a stance on how uh, China is handling um, you know certain foreign affairs and, and domestic affairs over there, and and um, you know the United States government chose to not uh, support these Olympics. They do are they did want to make it clear that they're supporting the American athletes, but they didn't want to support the Olympics, so they didn't go. A lot of countries didn't send their diplomats either, um, and I think you know sometimes that has that little trickle down effect to to. Uh, you know, some of the viewers that they're not going to watch as well. Uh, I don't know. For me, it's still been a really fun Olympic Games to watch. There's been a lot of great stories that have emerged, just like every Olympic Games. There's always, like, uh, a name or two that you've never heard of, and you get to know them by watching them compete in the Games, and Mm -hmm. suddenly they become a household name, an American athletic hero, you know. Uh, And it's just been so – for me, it's been a lot of fun to watch, to, to see these stories emerge, get to know these athletes through their their performances and uh overall i think it's been a success the united states is exceeding their their average total medal count for winter olympics so it's it's been fun for me I wanted to kind of get your thought on this nathan chun i think he's kind of the face of this olympics because of he's the greatest figure skater in the world. Uh, Pyeongchang mm-hmm. in 2018 was a massive disappointment by his own admission, his own standard. But he goes out there and just absolutely dominates the field. And the best part is he's a Salt Lake City native. I, I think that that's one of the really, really cool local but also national stories of this games. Oh yeah, for sure. And and when the Olympics are when you know when they come to an end, he's going to be one of those faces that uh, we're going to remember the 2022 games by. Um, it, yeah, he just looked so much more relaxed. He he looked like he was having a lot more fun in these games. The first time he skated in these games was the team event uh, when he had a short program for the team event. And and you could just tell that uh, when he was done with that skate that he was just there to do what he does, which is dominate. You know, mm-hmm. the, I don't think he's lost a competition or maybe one or two since 2018 in all the international competitions that he's been in. And I mean, it was clear with the scores that he was bringing in when, when they had the men's individual event, he, he had the record 
uh, score for a short program, the highest score ever given uh, from his routine. And then he just blew – I mean, when he won the gold medal after after his second routine, I know there's not a lot of fans uh, that are allowed to uh, attend these things. They're all locals or athletes. Mm-hmm. But when they announced his final score, there was a gasp in the arena because they were just blown away at how high that score was. But, yeah, Nathan Chen, he's just – so good at his sport, and he's been a great uh, ambassador and face for Utah in these games. But um, for, you know, and for me, there's been just there's been a lot of great. Uh, by our count at, at KSL TV, we've got 83 athletes that are either from Utah, uh, live in Utah currently, or like went to college in Utah. And so, there, our state definitely has great representation in these games, and we've had multiple medals coming home and, and a lot of great stories. And that's the thing about this is I think Utah, just because we are one of the winter sports capitals of the world, and that obviously was uh, jump-started by the 2002 Winter Games out here, and we've kept the facilities and a lot of athletes are here training. And we have a lot of homegrown talent, but a lot of talent that moves here to train, and that, I think, Mm -hmm. lends itself to the fact that Salt Lake City maybe is more, I I guess, literate when it comes to the Winter Games Mm -hmm. than most other markets around the country. Yeah, they're definitely more aware, right? And and it and it all has to do with having the games here in 2002. When once the games were announced for 2002 to be in Salt Lake, they started to build the infrastructure needed mm-hmm. for the training, and and athletes started to come here. I know the U.S. ski team had been based in Park City for a long time prior to that, but since then you've got you know speed skating's constantly out here. The the, the bobsled and and luge track up there at the Utah Olympic Park is one of the preferred destinations for training. Um, for not just American sledders, but international sledders as well. Um, you know, it's everything is here to, uh, for lack of a better term, breed local uh, winter sports talent, and and we're seeing it. And um, so one one of my and you talk about uh, athletes that have transplanted here as a result of that too mm-hmm. uh, and some of these athletes are, are coming kind of full circle and uh, one of my favorite stories of these games is alex hall he won the gold yeah. medal for the free ski slope style event that's a kid whose dad grew up in salt lake city his dad skied all the time with his buddies at alta in the 70s and uh, alex was born in alaska when he was one years old they lived in in europe his mom's from italy um, and he grew up in europe until he was about 14 15 when he moved back to park city to start training at a higher level and go to the winter sports school that they have there. And there's a lot of stories that are like that, that uh, kids who've moved here when they were, you know, in elementary school or, or middle school to start training. And then they never leave because they've kind of adopted Utah as their, as their home. And so um, it's just been so much fun. And then there's kids like uh, Nick Page who competed in the Moguls event. Uh, he, he grew up watching these people coming to Utah and training. And he's like, I want to do that someday. And so he got into the program and made it to the Olympics, finished fifth in his program. Uh, Colby Stevenson's another guy, uh, one of the freestyle skiers who, who grew up in Park City. Same type of story. Uh, Bella Wright out of Salt Lake City uh, learned how to ski at Snowbird. And then there she is with uh, Michaela Schifrin in the downhill events at, at, at the Olympic Games. You know, so there's story after story. It's just, it's a, it really makes it a lot more fun when you start to, to recognize the connections that we have to the Games. 
I also wanted to ask you about Erin Jackson because her story is just absolutely awesome. She put out the video, or it was it tweeted out that uh, less than six years ago she got on ice, mm-hmm. and she'd been a figure skater, I guess, at some point in her life before. She was an inline <laughs> skater, but you see her get out there on those speed skates, and she's like wobbling around, but. Now she's a gold medalist in 500 meters. It's just, it's it, yet again, just one of those stories that makes you say, okay, this is really, really cool. That's a, Yeah, it's amazing, right? That video is like, what is she doing on skates? <laughs> and then here she is getting an Olympic medal, you know? And, and the story behind it, too, with Brittany Bowe giving up a spot to allow her mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to, to be in the games, that's just, what a good story, you know? And, and so Brittany Bowe's got kind of a, a tie into that Olympic medal as well. And then Bo gets her own uh, bronze medal at the games as well. Um, yeah, that, that is, that's just one of the great stories of these games. Uh, you know, um, uh, you've got uh, uh, Keisha Love too, who went to um, Harriman high school. Harriman high school. Yeah. Yeah. She was a, she was a gymnast, a level 10 gym, gymnast growing up and someone convinced her, Hey, you should try track. And she, her first track race in high school, she won. Her second race, I think she broke the state record in the 100, and she never lost a race in high school. Goes on to UNLV to run track. At UNLV, one of her coaches is like, you know what? You should try pushing the bobsled. She's like, you're crazy, but she goes and does it. And the first race she's in, she she wins, you know, with her driver. And next thing you know, she's at the Olympic Games too. So <laughs> it's pretty cool how they find the talent um, and, and how it emerges for these things. All right, Sam, last thing before we let you go here. Obviously, there's a lot of talk out there that Salt Lake City is going to pursue either the 2030 or 2034 games. Do you have a preference on which one they pursue, and what have you heard with regards to the future of the Olympic Games coming back to Salt Lake City? Uh, As far as preference goes, uh, I think the sooner the better. I think 2030 would be fantastic. I think think that's what Salt Lake would prefer as well. Is the uh, the sooner bid? Uh, I mean, we're we're ready for all intents and purposes. There mm-hmm. might just need to be a few updates made to some of the infrastructure, and then obviously just planning. But Utah is more ready than a lot of other places to host an Olympic Games. Um, so why not give them the chance again? Uh, as far as what I've heard, you know, there's not a lot of um, official. You know, it's definitely going to come to Salt Lake or, or they're going to make an announcement at this day. I haven't heard any of that yet. But what I do know is that um, those who are behind it, like, um, you know, Mitt Romney's been a big supporter, again, of getting the Olympics back. He, uh, along with other um, uh, U.S., you know, ski officials, U- U.S. sledding officials, that everyone I've spoken with, they say they want it here. They definitely want it to come back to Utah. And if you've got that much support, of the people who want it here, I, I just don't see how the International Olympic Committee would, would say, no, nope, you're not going to get it again. So I think it's more of a matter of if it's going to be 30 or 34, which one it seems like it seems like it's a surefire shot to uh, come back to Salt Lake. But I, I don't have any like official uh, word on it, but it just seems like all the dominoes are lined up for it to come back. Uh, I very fondly remember the O2 games. I'm sure you do as well, and I'd mm-hmm. love nothing more than to have them back. And at this point, you and I, we both have kids that weren't alive when this was going on. It'd be cool to have them right. experience it as well. So only time Thank will you. tell, right? Yep, yep. We'll just have to be patient. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully well, soon, though. Hopefully soon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Sam, keep up the good work. We'll continue to watch you on KSL TV. We'll have you back on air, I'm sure, really, really soon. I think you're filling in this coming week uh, with Jake and Ben, right, at some point? Yep. Yeah, I'll be on. I'll be on with uh, 
Is it Ben who's in town? I ben, can't remember. Ben's in town. In. Jake's yeah. out. Yeah, so be with Ben. Yep. Yeah. So I'll be on with Ben uh, later this week for sure. Yep. Very, very cool. We'll look forward to that. But thanks again for taking some time to join us here on the Saturday show. All right. Thanks, Jake. All right, there you go. Sam Farns with KSL TV. A big thank you to him for taking some time. And like I said, they've done an absolutely incredible coverage of all things Beijing. And it's not been an easy game to cover because of the restrictions put on by the Chinese government, obviously COVID-19 causing all kinds of things. But the team over there at KSL has been absolutely phenomenal. I And I'm with Sam. Early on in the interview, I was not as excited for this game just because of the geopolitical stuff and everything. But the, the longer it's gone on, the more and more I've got into it. I just, I, I can't get past, I'm, a, I'm an Olympics junkie. I think it's awesome. I also like the Olympics, but shockingly enough, because I have a terrible memory, I do remember the Salt Lake games. And because my I have a lot of family mm-hmm. here, I was here, I was here with my grandparents. Oh, cool. All both, right. both are who are, are, are no longer with us. And so I, I look back at that and I think about being there for that and being with my grandparents and it's it's nothing's ever going to top that. Sure. Um, you know, even if, you know, the Olympics are here in 2030 or 2034, like it's, it would be pretty hard to top that kind of memory with, with my grandparents. It was a really, really cool time. I've got very fond memories of, of wandering around Salt Lake City with my parents and my siblings and whatnot. Now that I've got kids, my, my kids have been watching. So like, that's pretty cool. I'm like, they're going to come here. They're like, my daughter's like, really? I'm like, yeah, at some point. So it, it should be really cool. My daughter might be in high school by the time they get here, which is terrifying thought for me. But don't don't think about your don't think about your daughter in high school. Just don't do it. I try to avoid it at all costs. But all right, coming up next, we'll get technical fouls. Round out the first hour of the show. Plenty more to come though. We got five minutes of in the eleven o'clock hour. Also, Andy Bailey from Bleacher Report. He'll be joining us. Uh, scheduled to join us at eleven thirty as well. So plenty more to come right here on the Saturday show.